0: You're listening to another ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show.
1: Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working, and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client, and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality, and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome back, everybody.
0: We have another fantastic guest who is going to share information that you want to know about. Particularly if you're at the point of exhaustion in your business, you're struggling to keep on top of things and despite how hard you work, you just don't seem to be able to get on top of everything that needs to be done. And I know as entrepreneurs working in a business, we have a lot of hats that we need to wear. Now, according to my guest today, you need to learn how to become a leveraged leader And you're probably stuck in the common pitfalls that so many business owners and entrepreneurs fall into. And she's going to talk a little bit more about that in today's show. Let me introduce my very special guest, Yasmin Voraji. Now, Yasmin, she's an accomplished and passionate coach for business owners and entrepreneurs. A former vice president of leadership development, Yasmin is the co-author of Ready, Aim, Influence, Join forces, expand resources, transform your world. And she was also the guest speaker at the Global Women and Leadership Summit, alongside other speakers, including Cherie Blair, Marianne Wilson, and John Gray, just to name a few. And on today's show, Yasmin's going to speak about why chasing money is the wrong strategy for your business why your business, well, you need to stop being so darn brilliant and why you need to be the top priority in your business and so much more. Welcome to the show, Yasmin.
1: Thank you very much, anne Thanks for having me.
0: I always love to find out a little bit about the journey of every entrepreneur because I know it can be different for every one of us. So I'd love for you to share briefly what did you do to get started and what brought you to the point where you're at in your business?
1: Sure, yeah. So um, i as you can probably tell from my uh, accent and my voice, I'm from the UK. I was born to Indian Muslim parents. And from a very young age, we were always kind of told that, you know, our path in life was, you know, getting married and having children. And I always knew that I wanted to do that, but I always knew there was more for me. And I started my career in the corporate world and I was there for about 12 years and kind of working my way from being a training administrator, to, like you said, the vice president of leadership development. But I always knew that I wanted to have my own business. I always wanted to be kind of the, the queen of my own destiny. And um, so when I had the opportunity to start my own business, I really wanted to kind of grasp that and to kind of really take it to where I wanted it to be. But one of the biggest challenges I found then was, you know, at that stage, I also wanted to have a family. And so really for me, it's been about how I can help women to really unite what it is that they want to do and really create their own path to success. And that's really what my business is all about, is kind of coaching and training business owners, entrepreneurs. It's primarily women, but by no means does it mean that it excludes men, but really about how you can forge your own path to success without having to, you know, ascribe to any other type of rules or regulations because I've always been against that. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you for sharing that because how
0: many of us often listen to the external pressures mm. of others and their beliefs and, and their values and really stop from ourselves from stepping out and living our calling, living our passion. Mm. So thank you for sharing that. I think that's going to inspire someone to turn around and think, you know what, I've been wanting to do this for so long, I'm going to stop. <laughs> myself. I'm stopping myself doing that. So in your experience, and I know that you've worked with a lot of other entrepreneurs, and this is something that you may have experienced in your own business as well. Mm. What have you found are to be the common pitfalls that so many business owners and entrepreneurs fall into?
1: Yeah. So some of the common pitfalls, I'm going to go through a few of them. I've got, as you can imagine, I've probably got them all stored in my head <laughs> like that, because I've done it myself. And I've worked with people, uh, again, who do these as well. So the number one pitfall that I really think that people fall into is this belief that they have to do everything. That just because it's your business, you must be the postman and the tea girl and, you know, the CEO and you've got to do it all. Um, And from coming from a corporate background, you know, when you worked in, you know, there was such clear distinctions between divisions and departments and functions. And then you get thrown into your own business. And then you suddenly think, oh my good God, I have to do it all. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is actually probably the number one quickest way to getting yourself completely burnt out is thinking that you have to do it all and that you really think that you should be doing everything, that you know, you don't actually stop and think, actually, do you know what? There's some things that I'm really good at and then there's other things that I know somebody else is going to be better at it than me. And I think it's a common pitfall that you think that just because it is your business, you need to do everything and that then you ought to know how to do it all as well. So, you know, if you're not a finance head, you're not necessarily going to just suddenly have a download of accountancy information and suddenly know how to do a profit and loss sheet or a balance sheet or that you're suddenly become a graphic designer if you've never done that before. And you probably, you know, and I'm sure people can relate to this, that you spent hours coming up with a logo. And, you know, and I know I've done this myself. And you're thinking, why am I doing this? It could probably take someone 10 minutes to do what has just taken me two hours to do Um, and I think that's really one of the biggest challenges is you know stop trying to do it all because just because it's your business Yeah. yeah and then one of the really important pitfalls that I know I spend a lot of my time with my clients really helping them to understand is that they just lose themselves in the business they completely forget to look after themselves. And one of the biggest challenges that I really help my clients and my community with is really how to get the big results. From tiny time and this is something that I've been working on and you know when you suddenly become really clear in your mind like okay this is what it is that I really help people to do because as a mom of two very small children like a seven-month-old and a three-and-a-half year old I have limited time in my business so all the things that I've talked about in terms of the pitfalls like you try and do everything and you try and know everything and trying to understand all the technology you know, when you've got multiple demands on your time, it's impossible to do it all and to do it in such a way that helps you actually have a successful business. And so, and then that's the key piece there. Then you just are so busy looking after everybody else and looking after the business that you completely forget about yourself.
0: I love those pitfalls that you've mentioned because I think so many business owners, they do start their business and feel that they need to do everything themselves or they look at other people and they think, I don't want to actually say or, you know, disclose that I don't know how to do this or I don't know mm. how to do that. And so they struggle along and many of them don't reach their full potential because they are struggling and I think what you've just done is given them to, to permission to say, you know mm-hmm. what, you don't have to learn everything and especially if it's something you don't enjoy doing, why learn it? Hire someone who absolutely loves doing it because it's going to probably take them not even half the time to do and that'll allow us to step into our expertise, our brilliance so that we can do the stuff that we really enjoy doing. Do you think that many entrepreneurs, or do you see in your experience, tend to get kind of in that cycle where breaking free and actually hiring someone and investing in
1: someone is something
0: that they find quite difficult to do? Yes,
1: absolutely. I think this is probably one of the biggest challenges is one of the, well, one of the first reasons that people say to me, I can't do that is because they think I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. And I, what I like to do is really twist their perception of that belief really, you know, because... You know, like you say, it probably takes someone else less than half the time. And I really encourage my clients to think about their time and put a value on that time as well. Because just because you work in the business doesn't mean that you're working for free. And so I say, okay, so what would be your hourly rate? So say, for example, for ease of the example, you know, it's a $100 an hour and somebody could do a technology task, and it's $20 an hour, and it could take you four hours to try and learn it and do it. You know, you've got to start doing the math around it and think, okay, hold on a minute, this isn't a good use of my time. And I do understand that at the beginning, that can be a really hard transition to make. But it's something that I really think that as the leader of your business and as somebody who you know maybe you you know you do have limited time and you do have limited resources you have to start thinking about your business in a very different way than just thinking I'll throw all the time that I have at it because that's just not a good strategy.
0: Yeah, so very important. And I think also, too, when we're talking about looking after ourselves, I mean, goodness, that is something that I know I struggled with a lot, especially if you're working with clients who at the last minute they forgot something and they like, Can I book an appointment? And you tended not to want to say no because you don't want to disappoint your clients, you don't want them not to like you. But what I often happens then is putting yourself last you just get to a stage where even getting up in the morning just seems like hard work. What would you say to someone who can recognise that she really has not been nurturing herself, she's not been spending time to recruit, to refresh, to regenerate, and really that is a block for her because she wants to give value to her clients, she wants to be of service to them, but she's doing so at the expense of herself and her own well-being. What would you have to say to her?
1: The very first thing that I would, my advice would be, or my guidance would be to stop. Because when you're in that pattern, when you're in that cycle of just constant doing, you're completely strung out. That's kind of how I describe it, is that you're strung out. You feel like you've been spread so thin because you've got so many things going on. And I just say, take some time. And actually just think about what it is that you want to do. So I was actually talking with somebody just recently. Again, she was a mum as well, and she was working full time, and she was thinking about what else she could do to really bring income into business so that she wasn't relying on a full-time income because her children were very small as well. And my first question was, what time do you have for just you? And she said, oh, well, I have 10 minutes here, and I do the cleaning, and I have 10 minutes here, and I might do the laundry. And I said, no, no, I don't think you understood the question. <laughs> it was about your time. And I gave her the example that I have, and it's I suppose it's part of my belief. It's part of the ritual that I have in my life, and I call it retreat to advance. So I just go away, and I go and have a nice lunch, or, you know, I just go and spend some time myself. I might journal, I might just take a book. And she was so funny because she said to me, she's, "Oh, yeah yeah, a friend of mine are gonna, and I are going to do that." And I said, "No, no, no. This is your time. You don't want to be talking about things, and you know this is about really centering ourselves. And I think this is so important that when you're busy giving to everybody else and your business and your life and your family, you need that time to really center yourself. So I really believe that you need to retreat to advance. To then actually, you know, you come back, you're more energized, you're more excited, and you are just so much more ready to take on what's going to happen, you know, in the coming week. And I think this is really important. So it's something that you can do on a weekly basis. And I also encourage my clients to, you know, actually take part in retreats with me where we actually go away for two to three days at a time every quarter and actually just take that time to retreat to advance. Mm.
0: You know, what you have just said is just gold. It's so valuable. And I love the way that you've termed it, retreat to advance. As mothers, how many times do we put everybody first I remember when I first started my business I only had one child a baby and then before long I had three and I was juggling you know the kinder and then the school and clients and goodness knows and even just to sit there for five minutes just to take some deep breaths I felt guilty it's like oh I really should be doing the washing or I really need to go and hang that out or something and we forget how important it is to put ourselves first sometimes because that means that we haven't got the energy the stamina when we are you know with our clients or with our children because of the fact that we are just running on you know our last legs. so it's such a, a brilliant reminder thank you for sharing that and to, to schedule that in your diary is that something that you do you schedule those times those retreats in your diary so that you never get to a point where oh well there's nothing i'm not really doing anything i can forego that It is such an important date in your diary, Mm -hmm. yes?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's in there every week. And my husband laughs at me because, you know, sometimes when you've just had a really full-on week and it's just been go, 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 and... And my husband's a farmer, so when he comes home and he says, okay, you can go now, he says, it's almost like you're a prisoner escaping from Alcatraz (laughs) because I'm just ready for that time. And that's all it is. It's not about the kids kind of screaming or anything like that. I said, you know, because I completely embrace all aspects of my life. I said, but that is such sacred time for me that I just can't wait for it because I know I'm going to be such a better mother and a wife and a businesswoman for having done that and given myself that gift.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, sometimes what happens for
0: me, and I'm sure this is what would would happen for you as well and the clients that are also adopting this principle in their business, is that, you become so much more creative. Things mm-hmm. that you didn't quite see become a lot clearer and that's because your mind has the opportunity to come up with these incredible ideas and strategies and things that you just can't see when you are exhausted and you're just struggling to put one foot in front of another. So I think it's valuable time. In fact, it's really an investment in yourself, Mm. in your business, just as if you were investing in professional development or something like that. And, And I speak about this quite a bit in this show because so many of us have grown up with the belief and you know not that there was anything wrong at that time you know my parents you have to work hard so sitting down for 10-15 minutes and just kind of breathing it's like you know what well, you should be out there working do something because it's not being productive and it really yeah. is a mindset shift I think mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I would completely agree with you, (laughs) Amri. Now, let's talk about leveraged leader. What is a leveraged leader? And then share with us how we can become a leveraged leader. Sure. So my
1: belief is that when you start your business, you know, you start because you have a passion for, you know, a particular topic, a product or a service that you want to create, because you know, it's going to solve a big problem for, you know, your target market, your community. And there is something that calls you, there's a part of you that really, you know, thinks, okay, I'm going to be really good at this. And then you start the business. And like I said, you know, before you start doing everything in the business. And I think, okay, this is the, A real quick way of just having your business be the worst boss that you've ever had because you just think, oh, I can't take any more of this, I'm not enjoying this. And what I believe is that every business owner should really be aspiring to become a leveraged leader. And what I mean by that is that, you know, if you have limited time in your business. You know, say for example, you know, you're like me that you've got kids or you've got a full-time job or you've just got lots and lots of things going on and you have limited time in your business. You can't do it all, and therefore you have to leverage all the resources and the people and the time that you have and all the things around you to really help you create the success that you want. So when you're a leverage leader, you're putting yourself at the hub of the business and saying, right, okay, how do I get the support to really allow me to do all the things that I need to do and want to do. So for me, I love to coach and I love to train and I love to share content like we're doing now. But there are some technology things that are going on and you know in the business that need to get done. The admin type things that need to get done. But I'm not necessarily, you know, I can do it, but it doesn't mean that I should do it. So I will, you know, ask my assistant to help me with those types of tasks. And what I'm doing is I'm leveraging the people around me the resources around me so when I invest in my coach you know for example I'm a big believer obviously as a coach I'm telling other people about the value of a coach. So I like to think that I also would, you know, walk the walk and talk the talk. So I have my own coach. So I invest in myself and I want to learn from somebody who's doing what I want to do. You know, maybe they are a few steps ahead of me. So I'm leveraging, again, the resources and the people that I have around me. And I think this is what makes the difference um, for somebody who is a business owner that's just getting by, that's just managing to somebody who's really thriving and flourishing. And that's the difference. Mm. That's what being a leverage leader really helps you to do. Again,
0: I think that is an important strategy that we all need to be aware of. I remember years ago, I can't remember what task it was. I think it had something to do with the, the show, you know, the editing and so forth. And whilst I could do it, it got to a stage where I was becoming a bottleneck in the business because mm. I know I knew I needed to do something, but I kind of put it off and I thought, you know what? This is ridiculous. So I hired a team. So that often is a good indication that you really need to outsource something. It's something that you might be putting off. You might procrastinate about it. Get it out of your to do list and onto someone else's. Someone who is a, you know, an expert or can certainly support you. Because boy, it opens up so many more possibilities. And I, I, for you, in the example that you gave, I mean, you can now step out, do more speaking, do more networking, get out there and connecting. In comparison to sitting there tweaking your website, and because <laughs> that can take hours too. Of course, you know, to make sure mm. all the back end's running. But that's going to stop you from getting out there and, you know, sharing your brilliance. So it's such a great message for us. Just one thing I do want to touch on before we share how people can get in contact with you. Chasing money, that really is not the best strategy for the business. I'd love you to speak a little bit more about that if you could.
1: Sure. And this is kind of something that really has come out of, again, my own experience and working with clients. Um, And it's something that Jim Rohn um, said that, you know, you can always make more money, but you can't make more time. And so my belief is that when business owners and entrepreneurs chase money in their business, so, okay, where can I get the next sale from? Where can I get the next client from? What they're doing is actually the wrong strategy because, What you really want to be thinking about is, what is it that I need to be focused on? Because what happens is when you chase money, your attention becomes dispersed and you try lots and lots of different things in the hope that something will stick. It's a bit like the hope and, is it the spray and hope strategy that you just think, okay, something's gotta stick, something's gotta make me some money. And I really do believe that, you know, when you have limited time in your business, what you really ought to be thinking about is, how am I spending that time because what you focus on is what grows. So you need to be thinking, okay, what is, where's the money going to come from in terms of where am I going to add most value? How can I serve my clients more? Instead of just trying to you know, make $100 here or £100 or €100 or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. I think that's really important. I think what happens is people get into, I haven't got cash flow, I haven't got cash flow. I need money here, I need money here, I need money here. And that creates a real sense of desperation which I think is so important that from, you know, I'm a big believer in that the universe always supports us. And I believe that, you know, what we need is, you know, out there. Um, But what I'm also a big believer is that we attract what we are, not what we want. So if you're constantly saying, I need more money, I need more money, I need more money, what we're attracting more of is that sense of, I need more money, Instead of thinking, I am abundant. I have everything that I need right now. And, you know, it just sounds so counterintuitive. But actually, you will attract the money a lot more easily when you are abundant. Yes. Rather than in that mindset of, where's the next money going to come Where's the next behind come from? And it's a hard shift in your mindset. I will absolutely, you know, completely say that 100% because I've been there myself. It is a hard Shift to make, but it's something that can just be incredibly transformative, Mm. Um, and that's why I think that you know it's something that we need to be aware of every single day. Are we chasing money, or are we actually affirming the abundance that is already present around us?
0: I love that, and I think that that's such an important important insight for us and I absolutely agree with with what you're saying and I think when we are chasing it feels heavy it feels it feels like it really is draining of of your energy and what you're saying is just turn that around and if you're opening yourself up and feeling much more abundant it feels lighter and wow all of a sudden the the universe delivers and, and there are the clients they're out there but yeah we're blocking that and many of us don't even recognize that. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. So, Yasmin, how can people find out more about you?
1: Yeah, sure. So, my website is Um And so that's Um, You can find me on Facebook um, at Yasminboragee, and um, you can also get me on Twitter. Uh, My handle is at Yaz Leading Women. I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, And if you come onto my website, I have a brand new report um, that's free for you to download. and It's called Five Ways You Kill Your Business and You Don't Even Know It. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to be able to share that with you. It's something that it's a piece of work that really has come out of my, again, my own experience. I'm always the first one to say, God, I've made all of those mistakes. And, you know, and I'm sure I fall into those pitfalls every now and again as well. And, um, but the work that I've done with my clients, so. You know, if you have enjoyed what you know what I've shared today, then please do come over to yasminboraji.com and get your free copy of uh, Five Ways to you Kill Your Business. Fabulous. And, of course, we'll put all of those
0: links on the show notes and you can get to the show notes by going to ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES116. this the show number 116. And, of course, if you've listened today, Jasmine has really provided some great steps that we need to take in our business if we find that uh, we are falling victim to some of those common pitfalls. And what I know to be true is that when we set an intention and we set an intention out loud or we get it down on paper, this can pull us forward and there's nothing more better than having an accountability partner. So what I want you to do is in the show notes down the bottom, there's an area where you can make a comment or if you're listening to us via iTunes, go and leave a comment about the action step that you are going to take so that uh, both Yasmin and I can be your accountability partner. And once you state it, you know what, then all of a sudden things will occur and it'll line up to support you in doing that. Now, whether that is taking off some time to be able to spend in recuperating and refreshing your energy so that you can show up to be the best mother, to be the best business owner, to be the best leader and coach for your clients, or whether it is to actually hire your very first assistant, whether it be a VA or maybe you've really got an assistant and you know that you've been stopping yourself from investing in someone else that you need in your business because... You might have been thinking, I can't afford it. But you know what? I think uh, the cost to you, your energy, and to your business is far greater than the investment that you will be making in your business. So go ahead, leave us a comment, rate the show, and of course, go to Yasmin's website and get a copy of that report so that you can use that as a checklist to ensure that you're not making those mistakes in your business uh, as well. Yasmin, once again, thank you so much for coming on the show. I've
1: certainly enjoyed it. Thank you so much, anne I've really enjoyed it. So, thank you for having me again. You've been listening to the Ambitious
0: Entrepreneur Show. Do you want to promote your business to tens of thousands of other ambitious entrepreneurs, both nationally and internationally? I invite you to reach out and learn more about our customized sponsorship packages by emailing be a sponsor at That's be a sponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com and we'll send you out further details.